Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao going on everybody and welcome to another special edition of table talk brought to you by pop culture fanatics the only podcast for the fanboy inside of you i'm your host val cisco of course with me my co-host of the evening we have mr jay rance from elite wrestling audio and the lag switch gaming podcast how you doing brother Ooh, i'm good brother i am chilling a little a little sad but going i'm good man how you guys doing Doing good, doing good. And then we have our other co-host as well, too, from Anxiety and I, Mr. Jacob. How you doing, sir? Hey, man. I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, man. We kind of wanted to do this over the weekend, but we need to collect our thoughts and collect some information together because this podcast, this Table Talk, is about the life and death, of course, of one Chadwick Boseman, who just passed away at the young age of 43 years old due to colon cancer. And... um as we do on Table Talk, this is an open forum where we just have barbershop conversations about a certain subject, and we kind of just ramble on. And right now, you know, I know this kind of caught everybody by surprise. Jake, since you're the one that kind of introduced it to everybody and just put, posted it on the page um, right then and there as things were happening, um, 
What was your first initial reaction to the news? Um, so my first initial reaction is the same that I've had for like many. And, you know, because of the times we live in, my first thought is like, nah, this shit's fake. Like, it has to be. And, you know, um, I, there's several people on my timeline that constantly post um, either fake headlines or, you know, shit that they don't even look into, like where you can obviously tell that the link is fake. So my immediate response was to start Googling and start looking into, like, is this real? Um, and so that's immediately what I did. And as soon as as soon as I entered it into Google, um, you know, he was the first name that popped up. He was the first, you know, the first uh, uh, search, uh, I guess, like the top search. And I immediately was starting to realize, like, oh, man, like, this has got to be real. And then I saw the Twitter feed because um, I don't know if you've seen that yet in Google. But like Google, like uh, if you Google something that's like a hot topic, um, it'll provide you with a Twitter feed. And for sure enough, I'm seeing celebrities and stuff. And so then I realized, like, oh, man, it's real. Yeah, man, this definitely was a an event. I want to say that, and no death should be an event. Um, but we've seen it more than our share of events this year alone, with either celebrity deaths or just deaths in general. Um, Jay, when you found out the information about Chadwick Boseman dying, was that something that hit you hard? I know you are just like I am, just like all three of us are. We're comic book nerds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love the Marvel movies, but just the person that who he was as a person, not just with Black Panther, did that like shock you as well too? Yeah, of course it did. Oh, and shout out to um, my father as well for this birthday gift. I'm sitting here in my Black Panther boxer shorts, you know, while I'm recording hey, this. Hey, so, hey, hey, you know, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was always an impactful figure, you know, like as I saw him, what, what was amazing about him is that, you know, he, well, as I always say, if you're a star, whatever you are, celebrity, ball player, any type of athlete, anything, you know, use that platform to elevate whatever it is that's on your mind or topics that bug you and things of that nature. And, you know, being a young black man that he was, he was always trying to elevate, you know, kind of like, I'm just going to use the term right now, Black Lives Matter, I guess, or whatever, you know, kind of like, hey, things like that. He was elevating. So, and that's one thing that I noticed with him, um, just taking lead roles like that, you know, from 42, which was like his, bit first leading role and then get up and stuff like that. Everything with him was strong, impactful, and it meant a lot. You know what I'm saying? So that was very inspiring for me. And then when I seen, you know, and you know me, I've always loved Black Panther. When we used to run around in Midtown Comics, bro, fucking love Black Panther. And then him taking that role of one of my favorite superheroes and then beloved. And like, literally, it just shocked me because you know, I think it was like a day before I was just sitting with my pops watching some TV and I'm over here walking around because I think they were going to play it on TBS or something like that. I'm over here walking around, we're kind of forever, you know, and then to sign in and see this, I was like, nah, bro, I got cold chills. I was like, I don't believe this. No, no, I'm dropping my phone. You get what I'm saying? Like, no, yep. 2020 has been crazy enough, you know, Kobe with all the stuff that's going on. Now this, I'm like, nah, 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 I don't believe it. And then like, you know, jumped into the comments and then I, I was like, okay, it has to be real. Because Jay posted it up. I know he's not going to post up no fake news. You get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but it took me left, bro, like, like blindsided. And it, I still don't believe it to this day. I, I, I'm still trying to process it, bro. Like, honestly, man, it's so hard. It's so hard, man. 
Yeah, man. Um, this one, honestly, it does remind me of the Kobe incident as well, too. Mm-hmm. And totally two different deaths, two different tragedies, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I probably had more of a personal connection with uh, Bozeman more than I have with Kobe. I, I know a lot of fans out there are basketball fans, diehard Laker fans, diehard Kobe fans and whatnot. And I felt that as well, too, because, you know, with the incident, the family involved, his daughter involved as well, too. That hurt. Mm-hmm. But this right here, um, I'm a cinema geek. And... Um, just seeing this young man start from nothing and work his way up, you know, the mm. New York scene, like, mm-hmm. you know, Chadwick Boseman, if you don't know him, American actor, um, born 1976. Uh, of course he passed away on, um, this weekend as well too, but he's mostly known for his film, uh, his, his, um, film ad- adaptation of Jackie Robinson's 42. He played James Brown on, uh, get on up. And of course playing, um, T'Challa and, in Black Panther, um, this guy right here really was a method actor and sunk his teeth into every role that he was in. And whether he was being outshined at one part with Killmonger and Black Panther or just did it up in 42, he never once settled for anything less. And the fact that this man hid, and mm-hmm. by all accounts, too, hid, and respectfully hid his personal life and his troubles and his tribulations with cancer uh, from the public's eye uh, is a testament to how strong this, this guy is. And I can just, my heart breaks for his family. My heart breaks for him. My heart breaks for the amount of fans that, that were inspired. The amount, mm-hmm. the amount of minorities that were inspired just with that movie alone, his presence alone, and how much he captivated an audience of billions of people around the world not millions billions of people around the world that one hurt me um i probably haven't felt that since um eddie guerrero that was like one of my diehard wrestling um superstars of all time and when he passed away that just it was like a shot in my heart and that's how i felt this week when chadwick no i I definitely agree with you bro because like sorry sorry for cutting you off and i couldn't understand your sentiments because it's shocking at the testament of how this dude was really a fucking king. He was like really the Black Panther, bro. He's, I, I did the math. I went back four years because, you know, I think it was four years. So you're telling me this guy has been battling this privately and he kept it, kept it so private since like Civil War. You get what I'm saying? Gods of Egypt when he was in that movie and stuff like that. 2016, bro. Like it's just keep that so quiet, bro, that nobody thought about it. Even when they saw him, the way he looked, you know, social media could be a harsh place. They started throwing slanders at him and stuff like that. And he just kept it composed, bro. You know, having this illness and it it just really shows the fortitude, the mentality that this guy just had never break, bro. And that's why, you know, I seen a clip on Instagram and it just goes so poetically with his life. Remembering Black Panther when he came back after he was revived and he told Killmonger, as you can see, I'm still here. I never yielded. You get what I'm saying? It's like... Mm -hmm. It just hits you on so many levels, bro, and it's crazy, man. Yeah, there's a lot of um, – there's going to be a lot of similarities to what we saw in Black Panther and to what's happening right now, especially that part where he enters, you know, that, that soul realm where his ancestors are mm-hmm. and you see a person passing now and entering a realm where his ancestors are in, in this stage of his life and the afterlife as well, too. It's just – it's so symbolic. Um, but let's talk about the man um, – as a whole, uh, his career, his accomplishments, uh, his awards. Um, Jake, 
I, I know, like, we could, we could talk about Black Panther. Everybody could talk about Black Panther all day. But I know you specifically loved his performance in 42. What is it about his performance in 42 that you just, that just gravi- you gravitated to so much? Um, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because um, 42, it's, it's funny because it's, like, one of the first movies that I saved on my DVR. Um, and um, I literally, it's one of them, you know when you just have to have something on sometimes, like, even just for background noise? That's one of those movies that I do that for because when I'm so comfortable and I love a movie so much, I will just play it. And it's it's really hard to describe just like the character that that he just embodied when playing that. And I don't know if anybody that's seen it. So there's going to be some spoilers here. But um, the one part that like always stuck out to me um, was how he had to play compose when um when he was basically being belittled on the field by one of the uh managers from the opposing team and how at the end of it he walks off the field and just like yells inside the uh inside uh, the dugout and just like breaking the hell out of his bat on the wall you know just how he was able to represent and show everything that 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 somebody as a black man has to endure in on face you know and then when when you just have that chance to to just kind of disappear for a moment and just just let it all out like that had to be one of the most beautiful performances you know what i mean and uh i I could talk about this movie all day just break it apart little by little but i think that was the first movie that i saw of chadwick boseman when i just realized like holy shit like this dude is just amazing it's just amazing how he's able to do it and You know, you almost forget that, like, he was portraying Jackie Robinson because, you know, you're watching him. You know what I mean? Like, yes, this movie is about Jackie Robinson, but, like, his performance on that was just, like, so superior, especially for uh, his, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but his first major role like that, you would have thought that this was a, a veteran actor because it was just so brilliant. And you can tell, at least it didn't seem like a super high budget movie like at all but he performed like it was you know that kind of budget of a movie and um that's that's what got me like wanting to see more of you know who this who this actor was that was awesome explanation right there bro Mm -hmm. um i i I will say this like looking at chadwick and you look at his history you know born in south carolina um with humble beginnings you know you have his mother who was a nurse as well too and his father worked at a textile factory you know so basically he knows um he comes from blue collar people he comes from people that work hard and to see him dive into a role like jackie robinson it just goes hand in hand right there that blue collar role worker going into a blue collar athlete like jackie robinson how great he was in, in the history books right now um i just love the fact that we see bozeman take on these iconic roles and they're specific they're very specific because they all have their bits of controversy within them as well too you look at his performance in um get on up with james brown you know that's a touchy subject as well too because james brown has a beloved history but also has a controversial history as well too and um that could have been a risky move for him as well too Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know you could even go on we know with thurgood marshall um, you know, he played such an iconic figure when it comes to uh, the black man in justice. And, you know, um, 
paving that way uh, for, uh, you know, the black community to start, you know, taking on roles that they should have had so long ago. Um, but, you know, once uh, things started coming out, I think that started, I think that, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that came out like around the time where the Me Too movement was was really, you know, uh, head on. And I, yeah. and I believe... I believe there was some controversy about Thurgood Marshall, you know, um, but again, I could be wrong because there was just so much happening at that time. So many accusations. It was, it was really hard to keep up with some of them, but um, I think, I believe, you know, uh, that that was uh, also part of that controversy too. But, you know, again, he played the role of the icon of what, you know, Thurgood Marshall stood for. And um, that was his focus, you know. Jay, um, I'm not too sure. Have you seen or were you aware of Chadwick Boseman before Black Panther? Were there any movies that you were scoping out before that as well, too? My bad. I was getting a little sip of water. Um, I had seen, of course, the 42 bits and pieces here and there, but it's very, very way back. You know that my memory is terrible. Um, what else did I see him into? The one that really stuck out with me was um, Black Panther. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. I was just really like, you know, I love Black Panther. So, but I seen 42, uh, the Get On Up, you know, that one is another one that I've seen bits and pieces here and there. The thing is, my memory is very terrible, but they stick out. And that's why I was like, okay, cool. Because every time I saw him, he was always in a prominent role, which, you know, kind of, I guess, went with what he stood for. So, um, but the one that he really stood out for me, it, it was just Black Panther. Not saying that anything else was, you know, subpar in my eyes, because it was all phenomenal. But for me, impactful, you know, the geek that I am and, and nerds and to take this um, to take this character that was kind of always in obscurity that nobody really touched and they were afraid to and they finally gave him his shot you know uh, Ryan Coogler directing it and him and it just became a trend because you know like there was memes when um, I think it was uh, you know we're wrestling nerds as well with Mark Henry that he had like the USA shorts and stuff like that and then when he came out after seeing uh, Black Panther he was with the Nation of Domination attire so that was, yeah. that just really stood out for me it's like bro like you you're just so impactful and you know that's how you did a good job and stuff like that and just fucking blew it out the water to me that's the one that i'm always gonna roll with you said we could talk about um black panther but to me it's just that one it's so iconic it's, it's it's a movement you get what i'm saying just like 42 just like get on up and just like his life is basically if you look at all his stuff that he did it's all a movement but for me it's always gonna be black panther bro honestly and the dude is like a screenwriter as well and stuff like that so there's a lot of stuff that some people may not know as well but um oh. yeah don't definitely definitely and we'll we're gonna deep dive into black panther because you know that's basically what skyrocketed him to success but little things like after black panther came out a little movie that came out that i was super invested in because of his um history in new york after leaving the carolinas and going to new york to study film to study screenwriting study acting um, he wanted to give back to the city. And I think I love that. Anybody that just has a sense of, of the city or their roots or where they came from or what brought them to the game, they want to give back to that, I love. And the fact that um, he made and co-produced 21 Bridges, which mm -hmm. is a fantastic movie, um, it just shows all the, the, the high spots about New York from Queens to the Bronx to Brooklyn mm -hmm. to Manhattan and sheds a light on New York as gritty and dirty as it can be. And I love that about New York movies. Sometimes I really get pissed off when I see movies that, that show the glitz and glam of New York City. I'm pretty sure people from L.A. feel that way as well, too. But 
for me, when I see a movie like Hitch and I see, oh, great, we're looking at Chelsea Pier for 24 hours. Hmm. Great. <laughs> like, cool. But I don't want to fucking see that. So when I look at, you know, Home Alone and I'm seeing the Central Park and, you know, the hotel. All right. Cool. But maybe I just want to see the grime. Maybe I want to see the dirt. Maybe I want to see, you know, Mama Empanada on the street. Maybe I want to see the, the Ray's Pizza shop that no one really cares about. But it's in this movie right here. Um, little things like that. Seeing the two train, seeing the three train, you know, little things like that kind of just get me reminiscent of where I came from. And the fact that he brought that back to New York and kind of paid homage to his beginnings in the city. Uh, I just got to love that right there. Mm-hmm. No, no I, I just to add a little caveat to, to that. Um, sorry if I was cutting anybody off for you. Like, yeah, I did. I did appreciate that 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 role in that movie because, like you said, it. I mean, yeah, it showed it, it exposed New York because it's like you said. I always don't want to see Chelsea Piers and the Statue of Liberty and stuff like that, bro. Like you know, the city that I know can get a little gritty and a little dark, and that's why I love because to me, I got like Gotham vibes. You get what I'm saying? Like it's always dark, moody, gloomy, and stuff like that. And they did a phenomenal job with that movie, bro. Everything from, like, you know, to just getting paranoid, like, to them chasing him and then taking extreme measures of shutting down Manhattan Bridge so nobody could escape and things like that. I'm like, bro, phenomenal movie, definitely, though. Jake, I have a question for you. It's a little off topic, but kind of in topic. Do you get a feeling about that? You're a native Texan. Mm. And do you feel like when it comes to movies or pop culture or references and whatnot, does Texas get like a bad shake of just being one note, like the cowboy stain, that's it? Or is it pretty damn accurate? Um, no, because it's, it's, I have yet to see a movie, um, but you know, sort of goes to like politics and laws is why many movies aren't made in Texas. But when there is any kind of reference of Texas, uh, it's always exactly as you would, play it you know um cowboys and shit and the very the very um you know i guess the first thing that's going to come to mind is dallas you know like the show dallas you know it's it, it's going to be that kind of texas and that's the kind of texas it's always going to be portrayed as that dallas style of texas but um you know it, it really makes me mad because every city is very 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 much different you know um, almost to the point where you like you forget you're in Texas because San Antonio is is basically like Little Mexico, you know, and and mm-hmm. there, a lot of people pride in that, you know what I mean. Um, but San Antonio isn't something that's really ever talked about except for the Alamo, and that's probably going to be the only focus of the Alamo. But there's such a very rich, vibrant Hispanic community there, and then when you go to Houston, Houston has a very is. Houston, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm from Hood, San Antonio, but Houston scares the shit out of me. Like Houston <laughs> is very fucking hood, you know. <laughs> so much that like, well, I think I think like the neighborhoods are named wards. Like, bro, that's great. That's great. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm from so and so ward. Like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> should I call somebody? <laughs> you know. Um, but no, it's, 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 you know what though? Like, it's not scary, you know, like that's people's livelihood. That's how people grew up and people pride in that. You know what I mean? And because Houston is on that, um, kind of on, on, on that, uh, uh, that, that point in Texas off the coast, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of influence from Louisiana. So, you know, there's a lot of that influence there. Um, and it's, again, it's very different. It's Houston is something that people truly really don't understand. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's what met. It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, but then when you go to Austin, oh, God, everybody knows about Austin. Why? Because of South by Southwest, you know, they're going to look at Austin for tacos. You know, it's probably like the most hipster fucking place on earth. But we can all understand why, again, why that would have much more, you know, um, notoriety is because, again, hipsters, South by Southwest, it's just, yeah. Anyway. Got you, got you. <laughs> For the most part, in movies or in pop culture, Texas is usually like represented as cowboy hats, aviators, and tight jeans. That's really about it, right? Exactly, exactly. But you know, the, going to your point though, it's like you know, you have somebody that like like Chadwick Boseman who knows where they come up, and they know that hey, you know, where I come from is not truly represented let me take care of that because I can, because I have that platform to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people are going to be inspired by that because they see it. And, you know, if we're able to see that, if we're able to have that conversation, that's that discussion, that means dozens and dozens of other people are having the same, you know, conversation, people that are younger than us that are going to be like, you know what, I'm going to do exactly what he did. Well, let's deep dive back. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So, so sorry. No, go ahead. What you're gonna say though, because I just wanted to add a caveat. No, no, no. Yeah. Go add a caveat. Um, Jake, uh, he just made such a strong point. Um, it, it, it's crazy, like how he said that there, there's still probably younger people talking about this and talking about him and how uh, much of an influential person he was because, um. It, it it made me cry. Like I told my dad, bro, just watch the video. I can't explain it. But um, much younger than him, bro. Like much, much younger than him. Little little kids. They probably had to be like eight, nine, sitting here going through what he was going through. You know, terminally ill as him, and they were just sitting there saying, "I, I want to hold on for this movie to come out. I, I don't want to go yet." You get what I'm saying? Like that's just how much of an influence and great his work was, and what he did with the Black Panther character that you had little kids like that terminally ill and, and young hitting the young stars i mean young young people you know and i'm sorry i'm like all over the place because it's still shocking bro just talking about it now but um just when i saw that 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 broke my heart bro and i'm like wow you you're really influential you get what i'm saying so i don't know bro it's, it's a, no yeah. most most definitely man and uh my heart goes to anybody right now that looks at looks at him as a hero and his heart's broken because of that and you also gotta look at this is his tv career as well too like you mentioned before the top of the podcast jay that he was in multiple things and writing things and in things dipping in and dipping out of things as well too you go from 2003 to 2018 you look at the career he has starting off in all my children having Mm -hmm. a reoccurring role he was in law and order cia uh csi excuse me new york er cold case lincoln heights uh lie to me um Castle, Fringe, Detroit 8187, uh, Justified. Justified is one of my favorite shows. I love Justified. And then he's still, I'm not too sure if it's 100% made, but he was supposed to come out in a What Up series with, uh, for Marvel on Disney Plus mm-hmm. with Black Panther and Star Lord interacting. So I'm not, I think that's still in the works. I think that he's still respect, respectfully in, is in that What Up series, mm-hmm. but I think that might be his last performance. Damn, bro, don't tell me that. That shit would just break my heart. Like, dude, that sucks, man. But you, like you said, bro, he was in a lot of um, dabbling in a lot of stuff, you know, co-writing. I think, was it The Five Bloods that he um, worked on that too, writing it and stuff like yeah. that? So, yeah, bro, this, this dude was like the renaissance, man. Like, really, bro, legit, legit was. Like, I, I would say that, honestly. 
So let's talk about it here. I know this is the biggest hot topic when it comes to Chadwick is Black Panther. I'll I'll pose this question to Jay first. Mm. Why do you think Black Panther was so controversial to start up after all these years? Because we look at uh, the history of, of Black cinema, mm-hmm. even Hispanic cinema, and there's not a lot of stars that are very inspirational. If you even want to go into Black cinema or whatnot, like it's a lot of Black expo- exploitation movies um, or even just too gritty. Go into the 90s, and people like to speak about the 90s and whatnot, and have how you know we had all these great movies come out like Blade and Spawn. But at the end of the day, yeah, Blade's a kick ass character, but I didn't see any five year olds say, I want to be Blade, hmm. kill some vampires, and stab some things. <laughs> you know, you know, people didn't say, I want to be Michael J. White and Spawn and look burnt and start killing people. You know, um, I think the only movie that I can remember from the 90s uh, or going to the late 80s to the 90s was Meteor Man. And I think that was the most wholesome character straight up where it was. Yeah, it's, it's basically almost like a Superman ripoff. Yeah, I could say that. But it's wholesome. It has wholesome characters in it, it has um, a good life lesson in it, mm-hmm. um, trials and tribulations. And you have a positive outcome that comes out that movie right there. And I feel like that community, uh, whether you're black, Hispanic, uh, any kind of minority out there, you look at that movie, you're like, damn, like, I want to feel inspired to help my community, to help people out, to help where I come from. I haven't seen a, a hero movie like that since that time. I'm, maybe you guys can correct me, though. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know if Jake could throw a name out there, but I'm trying to think. But for me, you're probably just spot on, bro. I don't know if Jake could think of anything, like, honestly, like. I'm thinking. He's probably Googling right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying to think. Um, I wouldn't necessarily um, say a movie, but I mean, um, one character that gets heavily overlooked is a character that not many of us will kind of think of. But I mean, you had Static Shock. Static Shock was mm-hmm. a huge. Uh, I loved. I love Static Shock. You know, um, and again, it, it it was able to thrive and build its fan base on a network that pretty much no longer exists on wb you know what i mean but those of us who remember wb you know watched it religiously um but that is a character that that was one of our few characters that would introduce to us that was like hey you know and he really was like and he wasn't anything you know that was relatively um as as powerful as like dc or marvel but they he still retained that very um, down to earth, very relatable kind of character because he was a kid, st- a kid still trying to figure himself out. You know what I mean? And they did focus a lot on you know what was happening around him outside of his powers. You know, so that is something that I, I don't think that we should overlook as well. But that was a very um, prominent um, black hero. I can give you that right there. That's true. Um, just now, that since we're just deep diving into this lore real quick, um, do you think that? With, like, the success that, you know, obviously Black Panther had and all the stuff that's going on right now, would you think that maybe DC would like to take a dab at Steel? Because we know Steel, Henry Johnson, you know, he is a black man as well, and he's a very prominent character in the DC world. Do you guys think that maybe they would take a stab at that? You see... Uh, here's my thing with this. I think you need a, you need all the chemicals to kind of align to make these heroes, these specific heroes on the big screen work. Mm-hmm. Um, Stag Shock definitely works. To bring to Jake's point, like that was great for that time as well too. You're looking at the late 90s as well. Going into the 2000s, you have 
multiracial best friends happening with him and his sidekick basically and yeah yeah it, bro- it broke barriers i i still think in certain parts of static shock at least the cartoon it was a little bit whitewashed sometimes sometimes i felt like there wasn't enough urban lifestyle in that move in that show yeah. for you to be like yeah this is kind of relatable this is like hey <laughs> i'm like mm-hmm. stag's like the smart kid out of all the other kids out there with his best friend oh. So, like, I, I kind of got that feeling. But I'd say the same thing for um, Jon Stewart. Like, if we're going to cartoons, when Justice League came mm-hmm. out in the, in the late 90s, going into the 2000s, they didn't use Hal Jordan. They used Jon Stewart specifically. And I think growing up in the 90s into the 2000s, that's everybody's Green Lantern. Yeah. When you're looking at TV, you're not looking at Hal Jordan. You're like, who the fuck is Hal Jordan? Yeah, I think he showed up in one episode. No one knew who the fuck he was. Actually, he wasn't even Hal Jordan. They called him Kyle mm. Reiner, but it was Hal Jordan's body, um, which is disrespectful to my man right there. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jon Stewart is a powerful hero from comic books as well, mm-hmm. too. Like, not just, you know, you know, he's went through different mythologies as well, too, whether he's an architect or whether he's a, a, a general in the army as well, too, in the, in the Marines. Um, so influential. His constructs are totally different than what Hal Jordan is because he thinks things like a design, like an architect would. And I love that about him. He's always five steps ahead of people. And I think that's a very influential character right there. Um, so you make great points right there. But to go to your point, Jay, about Steel. Mm. All the things kind of have to align. Like Ryan Coogler had everything going. He had that relationship with Chadwick. He had that relationship with um, all the characters in Black Panther because he deep dove into the mythologies right there. He had a great relationship with Michael B. Jordan with that character of Killmonger as well, too. So all the the stars kind of have to align because for every Black Panther, you get also... Um, Black Lightning on TV, and I don't think Black Lightning resonated. And I think they were really trying to capitalize on the Black Panther wave. Like, all right, we had black, we had black people in cinema now. Like, we're it's our time to kind of just have our own renaissance in films, especially superhero films. And I feel like Black Lightning didn't captivate an audience like they wanted to, to the point where it's kind of forgettable in the DC CW universe. And I feel bad about that because that's a strong character too. Mm-hmm. So you really have to get things aligned to the point where like. You have to take the the content seriously, but also provide it to a wide audience so they can see what you're doing. I think that's where Black Panther shines because it has all the makings of a great movie from father and son to family to, you know, having dysfunctional family with a long lost brother to um, what the world perceives you as, what you perceive the world as to breaking standards and breaking uh, dichotomies. You don't have that that much with steel because unfortunately – a character like Steel, I hate to say it because I love Steel, <laughs> is is subservient to Superman. True. And I hate that a little bit. Like, he is basically Iron Superman. And as much as that's cool and whatnot, and he's part of Superman mythos, I would rather see a Jon Stewart movie done right rather than a Steel movie. Uh, someone that we have to remind ourselves, oh, that's Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. I got you. Great, great, if that great makes points. sense. If no, it makes does. Sense. It does. It does. And I mean, to me, I just chose. I, it sounds fucked up, but I, to me, I chose a B list superhero because I I, I should have went John Stewart, but I just wanted to you know get your input on Steel because I know you love Steel as well. You get what I'm saying? So and I and Steel has just been portrayed horribly from Shaq to I don't even know who else played him, and it's just you know terrible when he's such a great influential character. And he, but that's the thing. I think the Superman stigma you know has that asterisk. But great points, bro. 
No, and I get you too. Like that's like me saying that I want Brother Voodoo to come out in a Doctor Strange movie, but like <laughs> I would love it. My man is Brother Voodoo, but like I feel like like it'd be like, oh, okay, you're like the black Doctor Strange, and I just don't want that. The same thing with um Constantine. You know, I love Papa Midnight, and you know to have him in the world right there is pretty dope. But it's also like, oh, okay, you're in the, you're in the John Constantine universe. We'd rather see John right now, mm-hmm. even though a Mark like me would be like fucking Papa Midnight all day. <laughs> but it's tough because I think people like Static, Black Lightning. Um, John Stewart, Blade, they're all great characters, but I think a lot of times these gritty adaptations have kind of ruined them a little bit. And now I think we need the Ryan Coogler, uh, sorry, the, the the Coogler experiment. We need everything kind of kind of just going into place. We need all the right pieces together: the cast, the director, the producers. We need a great story. The music, the music as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but. To kind of go to, to the point again, why do you think Black Panther itself was so controversial before it even came out? Why do you think people were staying away from it, Jay? I, I think they were just staying away from it because I had Googled a little while ago. And first thing, um, some guy was writing, oh, it's a racist movie. It's this and the fifth. And it's always going to be like, ah, oh, damn, is that word that I'm trying to look for? Uh, oh, man, I, I, I can't get the word. Um, but it has to do with like female empowerment as well. I forgot the word, what it is, but um, I think it was just so much for, I don't want to say that, but I mean, I apologize if I offend anybody, you know, it for the mainstream, let's just say mainstream. Cause I don't want, I don't want to drop no heavy words and stuff like that. You know, mainstream for a, a, first of all, a black King to come out, a cast is just full of, you know, black young men and women being casted like that we really didn't have that much white people in this movie you know and then when we did see them they weren't really up to par with you know the wakandans and stuff like that you know or they got belittled remember in baku like you don't speak here you have no right to speak here you get what i'm saying like when they were barking at the dude kind of shutting him up you know shutting up a white man you know that's gonna bother anybody also um from the clothing i guess um also, as well, maybe for me, it's having these strong uh, black young women in such prominent roles and showing that, bro, we can kick ass. You get what I'm saying? Nah, we don't we don't need to be protected. We can do the own ass kicking and stuff like that. So I, I think it was just a mix of that and things of that nature that it was kind of a little bit too heavy for mainstream and like, OK, maybe I just trying to, you know, do something here and we're not going to accept it and stuff like that. And, and to sit here and say, bro, like, you know. Africa, you got Africa. You see Africa how it is and the struggles that they go through to sit here and, you know, Wakanda is probably the richest place in the Marvel lore, you know, and for them to see something like that so technologically advanced, it, you know, to me, it's just like those things hit a little bit too hard for mainstream. Like, nah, I can't have that. You get what I'm saying? Um, so I think it was those things. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff, but they're probably not coming to me right now. You guys could probably throw them, but those are the ones that stick out to me. Like, strong female lead straight you know young black men and women not many white people i think those things really made it kind of like hard to digest for mainstream in my opinion got you got you great points jake i'm gonna throw you the same question because i know you mentioned it being a controversial film when it first came out why do you think people were first of all why do you think people were scared to even touch that character at first um you know exactly for the reasons that um that many people would have kind of guessed. And, you know, why I think a lot of people 
were already giving it a bad name or already giving it bad reviews or just refusing to see it is because, you know, one, you got to look at it like, okay, Marvel. Marvel was really, really proving its ability to make these badass movies very, very highly successful movies, right? Um, but then, you know, Marvel, who's also owned by Disney, you know, Disney has... Yeah, I, what I will say about this, Disney has its controversies, but you know, Dis, Disney knows how to push the envelope. You know, they really know, like, I'm going to do this knowing that it's going to piss a lot of people off. So, you know, when Black Panther was announced, you know, a lot of people automatically came to the conclusion. It's like, oh, well, Marvel and, and Disney are just pandering to the black community. You know, here's what it is. This is why, you know, this is happening. And I'm pretty sure that that was a lot of people's thoughts. You know, let's yeah. be real about that. You know, I, that that's all that it was, especially because, you know, that was that was pretty very early with, you know, um, everything that was going on in the world at the time, you know, it was just a lot of a lot of speaking out, a lot of, you know, a lot of movement amongst the people. You know, there was just a lot of that going on. Um, but now, again, you know here's the other conversation it's like okay well now that you know you announce this black superhero okay how are they going to be portrayed how is this movie going to be portrayed because you can't just go and put up a black superhero you know it you know what are you going to do to make this superhero shine or are you just going to do what a lot of people expected and just have this movie fail you know um, because, you know, you thought you were going to go in the right direction. But you know what? No, you did everything wrong. So it, there was a lot of controversy about that, you know. But uh, I, I do believe that there were a lot of minds that decided, you know, it's it's not just about bringing, bringing a black superhero out here, but it, it's about bringing on somebody that's re- actually going to represent, you know, bringing on a character that's going to uh, inspire I mean, you know, you already had your Captain America. And, you know, it's one thing about Americans is that, you know, throw on fucking stars and stripes on anything. And suddenly, like, you know, that's, you know, it's it's all American. You know, that's what we want to see represent America. Yeah. OK, this character doesn't do that. Um, you know, so, of course, you know, it's going to p- automatically piss off a lot of people. Um, but again, you know, that's just one character. You know, um, wh- one thing that I love about Captain America is, you know, how he probably says, you know, I'm from uh, uh, I'm from Brooklyn. Am I right, Brooklyn? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So that that's one thing that always stuck out to me. I mean, you know, I I just loved how he said that. You know, with pride, I'm from Brooklyn. Um, you know, so he wasn't speaking as Captain America. It was just like, you know, I'm that dude from Brooklyn. You know, especially that 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 conversation that he had with um, Spider Man. You know, Sp- you know, he's like, you know, I'm from Queens, right? you know, Brooklyn, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that's cool. You know, it, 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 anyway. Going back to it, um, but yeah, I think that's where a lot of the controversy comes in. It's from like, okay, you know, one, they're just pandering. Okay, two, you know, our uh, black super movie. How are you going to do this? Why are you doing this? Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with both your points right there. I remember when <clears throat> it was first announced, even with Civil War, that he was going to be included in Civil War. This is even before Spider-Man. People were already clamoring to see what kind of character, what kind of iteration we were going to get for Black Panther. And um, I remember the criticism. I remember this is, oh, this is Marvel's Black movie. <laughs> this is Marvel's attempt, uh, attempt to cater to a community right there. And if, if I have to give Marvel some credit, at least for Marvel, the Disney experiment right there, but even Marvel in general, before they even went to Disney, 
they have a history of taking a unconventional actor and boosting their confidence and seeing what they can bring to the table. Because if you remember, Robert Downey Jr. really wasn't doing shit before Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, he was going through a downward spiral of his own. You know, drugs, alcohol. He was, you know, if anything, this was like one character he probably shouldn't even touch because it'll probably hit close to home. And Marvel, you know, they, the producers, everybody that was in there, Kevin Feige, everybody was in there, um, really just set the tone. It's like, hey, just try to resonate something out of this character. And they just brought a, a fabulous performance. You look at, um, even Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, an unconventional character right there, an unconventional actor. I mean, they chose Edward Norton first. I think they were looking for stars at that point. Mm. But I think Martin, uh, Martin, look at me, uh, Mark Ruffalo really is a fugly dude. But, <laughs> you leave Mark he, he, but he pulls something out of Bruce Banner that we all love. He's like that everyday Joe who's a little bit smarter than everybody else, but he is that everyday Joe. You know, and it just works so well. And can I, can I, can I add on to that? It's like, you know, there was the other challenge. It's like, by that point, we already had two Hulks. You know what right. I mean? So people were already pissed off and were already like, God damn, you know, now here's another Hulk. So that was another strain on casting Mark Ruffalo as another Hulk. So it's like, okay, you know, not only, you know, are you somebody that we're not familiar with, now you're the third person in this role. So, you know, it, it good for them for, you know, really believing that, like, yeah, you know, he's got the chops. Like, we're going to go through with this anyway. Yeah, I think everybody went through a little adversity. Look at Chris Evans becoming Captain America. No one said, like, oh, he doesn't look like, you know, Captain America. He doesn't have the body for this. this is the Human Torch. This is the guy from mm. Scott Pilgrim. This is the guy that was doing all these funny movies. Why should he be our Captain America? He had a banana up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. No, no, it's a movie. Forgot about that part. <laughs> oh, Chris Evans. Word. You're past. Um, but he rose to the occasion. Like, he really cemented himself as that character as Captain America and you look at T'Challa and you're like okay this is our chance to really take a crack of, of this area of the Marvel Universe who can we pick and you know you you have a, a slew of great actors right there mm -hmm. you know a person like Jamie Foxx a person like a, well, Michael J. White as well too who is an actual badass when it comes to martial arts as well too you would have thought that mm -hmm. would be a no brainer as well too and you chose Chadwick Boseman and you chose them because he is that method actor, because he deep dives into the characters, their lores. And if there's one thing that grounds out T'Challa as a character, it's family. It's family, and it's that sense of community. Yes, you could talk about, you know, the acrobatics and the panther suit itself and the powers that come along with it and being a king or whatnot. But if you just strip all that down, it's just family. And it just works so well that he just has this great relationship, let's say, with Shuri. He has mm -hmm. this great relationship with his mother, played by Angela Bassett. You know, you see in S Civil War, his father died, and the rage that comes out of him when he first puts on the suit, and you see him for the first time chasing down Claw and whatnot. Like, he is a method actor to the fullest where you see every little bit of personality of what T'Challa is. You forget who Chadwick Boseman is, and you see T'Challa mm -hmm. there. Don't, don't get me wrong, I, I could be exaggerating, but that's how I see his performance as T'Challa. No, I mean, um, you're absolutely correct, um, because one of his speeches, um, I think he was graduating, I forgot where he was graduating from, he actually spoke about his first 
role, you know, and everything, looking at your points now, it just goes with, that's why I think it was just so perfect and he was the right guy because, like I said earlier, you know, just you have to take your platform and elevate it and stuff like that. You have to be influential. Like you said, he's all about family, you know, unity, excuse me, and stuff like that. In his lead role, he basically like the first, not lead role, but the first time he had a, a role, I think it was something like um, soap opera. I forgot what it was. I, I don't remember, but it was a stereotypical black man, you know, gang violence streak or whatever. So then he was probably, it probably was, I'm um, sorry to cut you off right there. I think no. it was um, All My Children because he, he played a uh, typical black character's yeah. name, Reggie Porter. Oh, there you go, <laughs> Reggie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, I think he, he he filmed a few times and he did well. They brought him back. The directors they were like, "Bro, you're doing good. You know, you, we want you to stick around some more so you could work for us and stuff like that." Anything? Um, I, I think I sent you the clip. I'll send it to you, Jake. And he said, um, "It was a speech that he gave." And he said that you know anything you want, we got you. That's what the director told him. He was like, oh, "Okay, so this is my time." He goes, he asks him, "I have a few questions about my character." You know, like you said, he deep dives into the lore. That that's already showing that aspect and. He wanted to understand the character more. So he said, where's my father? Well, your father left you when you were young, you know, so you have no father. Stereotypical freaking answers. So he goes, "Mm, okay, I guess it could happen. He goes, what about my mother? Where's my mother? I mean, why are we in foster care, my brother and I, if my mother is still around, you know, maybe we should be supplying for her, helping her, taking care of her, whatever it is, and things of that nature, you know, rising up for her. He goes, well, um... She's a heroin addict. So, of course, you know, she's unsuitable to take care of you guys. And he was like, oh, okay, I guess that could happen. You get what I'm saying? And then right after that, the next day they released him. They're like, bro, that's it. You know, we had to go separate ways and blah, 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 blah. And things like that shine through in Black Panther. Like the points that you said, it just resonated with me, you know, with the excellent relationship that he has with his mother, with his sister, things like that. Um, I forgot what other movie it was that he went back to L.A. or something for the disappearance of his sister. You know, everything that he had was influential. He used his platform to the T to maximize the person that he was and his community and stuff like that and his culture and everything. And, bro, you hit the nail on the head. I'll send you the, the, the clip, Jake, so you can check it out as well, man. That that, that clip was very good, though. Yeah, um, and that all just falls on how he was brought up and where he came from as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that blue-collar lifestyle, having parents that worked for a living, worked hard for a living to support his dream. And it, like I said, it, it, it's such a shame that his life had to come to an end so early in his career. But the amount of positivity that he shared throughout all these years, throughout the four decades of his whole entire life, I mean, they're astronomical. Um, mm-hmm. Black Panther alone has set, set the bar for what a black superhero can be. Um, his performances, whether it's 42 or Get On Up, 21 um, Bridges, Black Panther, they set the bar for what uh, any aspiring minority actor can be or can do. You don't really have to be the stereotypical black guy or a Spanish guy or whatnot. Yes, it gets you the roles. Sometimes, yes, you got to do pin me, pay me, as they say in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you want to get out of your comfort zone and do something different and be unconventional. I think that's where he shines. He shines the most. Jake, do you have anything to add to this? Um, I do, actually. Um, it was kind of, uh, you know, just more of like a, I guess like a thought. 
you know, because uh, as 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 people were, um, you know, posting, because you know, once the news hit, like everyone in the world started posting about it. And sometimes people like getting upset, like, like, okay, yeah, we get it, like the dude's dead. But that like kind of pissed me off because like I know that happens a lot with celebrities. But here's the thing, like, we don't have to continuously talk about how great a celebrity is every day just to prove how much that celebrity or that person means to us. You know what I mean? Like this is just go for celebrities, you know, it goes for like anybody, but like we don't have to continuously talk about it. It's just the reason why everyone's talking about it is because again, it caught all of us by fucking surprise. The same thing Robin Williams did with, you know, with a lot of us. It's not something that you expect to wake up the next day and be like, holy shit, you know, like I feel like somebody's going to die today. Let me, you know, just start watching all their movies and you know what have you it's like it's it's people want to talk about it at that time because it's like bro i wasn't ready for this now let me say my piece this is not something that i'm gonna have the opportunity to say you know at their funeral itself you know let 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 people it just goes to prove to show oh shit i butchered that sentence it just proves (laughs) (laughs) it just proves though it's like how much this person had on people that you didn't even expect you know what i mean um because we again we don't really talk about it a lot of times these are emotions that we hold to ourselves you know um you know especially for like you know he was he was a superhero that many people not of color you know really really um were inspired by this guy you know, by this um, character, because it's not just him. It's it's the character. It's the culture behind um, Black Panther, you know, and, and, and you know, playing Jackie Robinson. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of Latino, a um, lot of Latino baseball players in, in the leagues. You know, there's a lot of Japanese um, baseball players in the league. You know, what I mean, so this playing a person of color isn't just to represent something for you know um the black community i mean it, it, it's something that shines for so many people of color you know um and i and i think that's very 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 important for people to understand like this is this isn't just a black thing like this is a thing that represents a huge movement for people of color in general you know um and so that's why so many people are inspired by this and so why so many people want to talk about it because again it's not something that you're going to talk about every day it just it hits you because and here's the other thing it's like look at all the very prominent people of color that we've lost this year alone you know we you know we lost kobe we lost john lewis we lost um was it Evers, the other um, civil um, civil rights uh, uh, leader. Yeah. And then, you know, here we are losing uh, Chadwick Boseman in, in a time where, you know, we're trying to really make a stance in life, you know, really point that our lives are out there. Our lives exist and we just want to be appreciated, you know. Um, so that's the other thing that really hit hard. And that's why people are talking about it again, because we're losing these prominent black figures one by one, especially in this time where, you know, it really hurts. No, no, you're right. You make excellent points. I think one of the biggest things that stands out to me is that Chadwick transcended color. Mm. Um, in all his movies, even though he would do a movie like 42 or Jack or, or um, James Brown, he's a transcend color. 
Black Panther, the, the phrase alone, Wakanda Forever, transcends all colors, all nationalities, all countries. And it's not just a phrase that, you know, an African superpower is making. It's more of a phrase of respect, of love, of family, of knowing oneself. And you see that on every platform now on social media, you know, in honor of him, uh, of honor of his character, of honor of what that character meant to so many people right there, what he meant to so many people right there. So we got to give a giant shout out to my man because he is an icon at such a young age. Worked with many directors, Kugler, Spike Lee, so many that I can even name right now. A director of himself, a producer himself, a humanitarian, someone who's won so many accolades out there. You know, a graduate of so many accolades as well, too. Someone who's brought joy and pain to the whole entire world as well, too, from his hometown in South Carolina, who just recently, yesterday, they lowered, the state lowered their their flag in um, memoriam for him as well, too. I saw, I found that pretty epic right there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and to New York as well, too, and to the whole entire world. Like, this guy transcended. Mm. Yeah, and it's just, this isn't like some, like, all life matter bullshit, because that's just, that's just, you know, it's like, that's what these people, People like Chadwick Boseman, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say that my black is beautiful, but so is yours. You know, um, so is your color, and I'm going to use my voice as a black man to, you know, raise awareness and respect for, you know, I, I'm going to defend the voices that can't defend themselves, and and I think that's what people need to realize, and that's what you know, um, every role that he did outside of you know in cinema and outside of cinema that that that's why this death is so hard for people got you got you mm-hmm. as we um kind of wrap things up right here uh jay do you have any last minute things that you or last closing things you want to say about chadwick his life career what he meant to you the character meant to you <clears throat> anything of that nature um just wrapping it up with what you guys you guys hit the caveat like perfect with what his life is what the black panther character was um, you know, since we're talking about that, like Jake said, you know, it's a it's a it's a role, it's a character that transcends, you know, not just you know for the black communities, also you know we're we're Hispanics here. I'm Puerto Rican, you know, it's for all minorities, I think as well. That's why it's something great. You get what I'm saying? Then you just hit Wakanda forever, and it just transcends all freaking colors because you know, just to add a little caveat to the movie geek out at the end when the CIA agent that they rescued which is love, you know, showing love because he was about to die. They took him back. They rescued him, helped him. You know, Shuri told him, yo, just cross your, your chest, make an X, and then release it. You know what I'm saying? So that just goes to what you said. This character just transcends every type of barrier, you know, and at the end of the day, it's all about love. You get what I'm saying? And that's what you get with Black Panther, T'Challa, and what you get with Chadwick Boseman in, in general with who he was, you know? So um, it just sucks that, you know, we just lost him at, at, at such a young, young freaking age, bro, because very influential for me as well. It just, you know, I have my own stuff and just finding out right now that this dude was battling this. I'm like, yo, bro, you're, you're so fucking inspirational. You get what I'm saying? Some of the stuff that I'm dealing with, finding out your story just helps me out. You get what I'm saying? Like, I have a lot of this stuff saved, bro. And it, it just sucks that, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it, bro. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, fr- a fucking man. I'll admit it. You know, it just sucks that we're finding out what he went through. For it to be an inspiration now, and we lost him. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. I mean, but we can still use that as an inspirational figure, and I, and it just sucks, bro. Honestly, and it's always gonna hurt. 
It's like, nah, bro, like Spartacus. I don't know if you guys went on my – Oh my God, he had um, um, cancer yeah. of uh, I think it was the lymph nodes, and he passed away like after the second season. Yeah, yeah. like and they brought in a new Spartacus. That's not my Spartacus, bro. <laughs> it, it just sucks, man. And we need more people like him. And it sucks that we lost him. We, it sucks that we lost Kobe, you know, and all the influential people that Jake said and stuff like that. Because these are people that <clears throat> transcend barriers, bro. I remember seeing videos of Kobe. You know, getting out in L.A., helping car crash victims and stuff like that. We need more freaking people. I don't want to get too explicit, but we need more people like that, bro. Like, that's why they say it, it, it sucks that these good people just go at a young age, man. And, he, bro, he's just an inspiration on so many levels. And I know he touched a lot. Of and everything that he did, that's why he also crossed over to the sports realm because he used to see him in the sports. Uh, many people used to do tributes for him, you know, uh, Pierre Aubameyang from um, freaking Arsenal. He always used to throw up the X and bring out the Black Panther mask, Victor Oladipo, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, that, that's all I got to say, bro. That just kind of sucks that we lost him. Yeah, man. I feel you on that one. I felt that. Jake, yeah. what about you? You have any um, last minute thoughts about Chadwick? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, and that's actually a conversation that I've also been seeing going around a lot. It's with, you know, the Black Panther role dying with Chad. Chadwick Boseman, but I kind of feel differently only because it's like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not too familiar with how the role is with the comics, but like the way that it's portrayed in the um, in the film is that it's a it's 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 a, a role that's passed on from generation to generation has always correct mm-hmm. yeah like that mm-hmm. and you know honestly it's like you know he did his part he protected you know and. He, it would have to be passed down because, you know, what he did is is exactly like you said, he's transcended color because what happened prior to, you know, um, prior to everything that happened, Wakanda was closed. Wakanda was only for Wakanda. But then, you know, he realized like, no, you know, I got to, sh- you know, all these amazing things that we discovered, all the all the amazing technology, we have to share it. I have to open this up. You know what I mean? So, like, it again. I think that goes the same for the role. It's like, it, it's it's symbolic to what I have here it has to be shared, and mm-hmm. you know, for this role to continue, it has to have someone. And I, I I know I know I absolutely know it in my heart that they're gonna you know pay tribute as it is needed, you know, as it deserves to Chadwick. But yeah, you know, I think the role you know should get passed on. And, you know, maybe maybe it should be a woman, maybe it should be a sister or, you know, hell, this, even deny getting uh, G- ah, I can never say her last name. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> G- Gira? Yeah, there, that makes sense. Uh, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mean- but but well, all I'm saying is that, you know, um, it, what we need to learn, one, is that um, one never take for granted anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, even if it's someone that you see on TV every day, never take it for granted. Uh, you know, uh, the other thing is being passed on, on on social media. It's that you never know the battles that people are going through. And it sucks that people mm-hmm. treated them the way that they did, you know, um, but it's easy to hide behind a screen. It's easy to hide behind your keyboard, you know, as you're saying this. Shit. But I don't think people are ever going to realize that. But at the same time, I think it's just more proof that we need to hold ourselves closer together. We need to, really stay more in touch you know and um do our part better you know with everything going on i uh, it, it's one thing that this guy inspired me to do it's 
I say that I'm involved in things, you know, I, 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 I don't want to say pretend because I have done my part, but I can always do more. And that's, I think that's what I need to start just doing more as I can, how I can. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, Jay, you're going to see a point. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I just uh, uh, add a caveat to Jay. You know, his sister does become the Black Panther in the comics and stuff like that. She takes the mantle. So that could be pretty cool that, you know, they can just do a tribute like that for him and stuff like that. And also, you know, excellent, excellent, excellent point. Um, nowadays, bro, like Jake said, you know, and, and I say we don't know what people are going through, bro. We don't know what people are going through. A smile could save a life. You get what I'm saying? A high could save a life. A hug could save a life. Uh, you know, everything's going to be okay could save a life. And it just sucks that how social media, it's something supposed to bring us together, especially at times like this, you know, with this whole uh, uh, pandemic going on and stuff like that. Even before the pandemic, you know, this was a platform to be used for good. You get what I'm saying? And it's just kind of sucks how people just use it to degrade people and put people down at just uh, free whim and just, you know, the drop of a dime. You get what I'm saying? So it, it, like Jake said, bro, if anything, man, this should just bring people closer and just, you know, love, man. At the end of the day, you know, the Beatles got it. Like, forget Nick and Nora. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's all about love, bro. So, <laughs> but yeah, bro, I just want to add that caveat. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, all Val points right there. I mean, this is a man who took a, a baseball character, a controversial baseball character at, at a point in time where that character wasn't even allowed to play in the league at one point. And he rose that character to prominence in the, in the silver screen. You know, he took a controversial character like James Brown, a guy that was, you know, making all this great music and crazy music at a time where people just didn't want to hear it at the time. Well, people of different color didn't want to hear it at the other time as well, too. And he rose that character to prominence in the silver screen. And you see a, a movie with an all-black cast, um showing the nation that right now is going through so much civil unrest and bringing that nation's name into prominence. Whether you're talking about Wakanda, you're talking about Africa itself. There's a lot of subtext in that movie. You see in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie as well, too, where he's defending Africa against what's happening, the civil unrest that's happening in there. So for people that are like, oh my God, they're making Africa seem like it's the best place in the world. No, he's defending (laughs) every every part of Africa right then and there. That country is bigger than the United States, guys. You know, that continent is bigger than, you know, North America, guys. Stop your shit. Um... (laughs) This this man who gave so much inspiration to different demographics in the world for different areas in the world as well, too, is going to be missed. Um, Jake, I know you were saying you want to see that character being passed on. I I would love if Shuri took the mantle right there. That's just my personal thing. But just thinking about all the positivity that could have came out if he was still alive. I was hearing even rumors that they're going to introduce Storm in the next movie as his wife because Mm -hmm. he is married to Storm in the movies in the comics. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, so that's a little bit a sour grapes a tad bit, but to see if they could honor him in a different way, I wouldn't want it to see anybody else take up the Black uh, Panther mantle at this moment in time if it's not his sister, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. but they could surprise me. They could totally surprise me. Marvel really has the key to kind of just say, you know what? We know how to pull your heartstrings. Let's try to do it this way. You know what? Let's bring back Michael B. Jordan. You know, he was in the blip. (laughs) <laughs> I, th- I thought about that but it's just gonna get it's gonna be hard bro it would but be I mean, hard they, I, I thought about it but i mean they done it with, with, with freaking chris evans bro so you never know man so, exactly exactly was it was it uh, i i'm trying to remember who exactly said the said the quote but i, I want to say it was tyler Bozeman who said that you know michael b jordan's character was not a villain they were each and and that, that just goes to show you how he saw 
you know, how he saw the world, you know, he wasn't mm -hmm. his villain. He was a hero in his own right. You know, they were each fighting for something that made sense. And, and again, they just went about it in very different ways because they were essentially fighting for the same, for the same, um, for the same reasons. Again, they just went about it a different way. I think it was Chadwick Boseman that said that about uh, Michael B. Jordan's character. When you look at any kind of villain or hero, essentially, in any kind of art form, and whoever is super fanatical always believes that they're doing things with the right intention. You look at a character like Ra's al Ghul, who, mm -hmm. in his own mind, he thinks he is the, the messiah of the world, trying to <laughs> rid the world of basically all the tragedies and the craziness that's happening. But he is a megalomaniac <laughs> in all rights. Yeah, but no, I mean, but, as well but, too. but but I mean, in the movie though, in this specific movie, I mean, why was he doing the things he was doing to get back? I mean, to, to get back to Wakanda, of course, but to also, you know, expose Wakanda as well too. Mm -hmm. And you know, by by all rights, yes, in his mind, Killmonger can be a hero. And in, in his mind as well, too, you know, coming back from if you look at the character of Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's character, you know, he's um, he's a, he's subject to how he was brought up and the misguidance that he had in the world. You go mm -hmm. from his father into gang life into how he was brought up poor, knowing that he has his lineage, knowing that he has a brother out there who is a king, a prince, a prince at that time. And why is he the forgotten prince? You know, why is he the scar to the Mufasa right there? Oh. And and of course, being a product of all that misery can change a person. But as we all know, like we come all from meager beginnings. You know, you know, me and Jay, we come from, you know, the slums in New York City. And it's, hmm. I, I, I like to say that, you know, it's not where you come from that defines you. It's what you do defines you and of course where you come from is a shell of your armor but it's not who you are it's where, what you do what you came from and so if you came from your beginnings and you became a success after that if you tried your best to be a good person knowing that you went through those hardships that shows the true grit of a person and unfortunately that's what we see with Killmonger's character yes he may have some kind of right intentions but you look at his character right there and his treatment to his so-called family when he sees his family hi auntie you know, shoving, you know, the flower away, disrespecting the, the traditions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all, all that right there. All that right there. It's like you finally get what you want, but what do you do with it? You do nothing. You make it worse. You destroy it. You finally get your goal. You destroy your goal. And I think mm -hmm. that's the tragedy of Killmonger right there, who he could have been somebody better, but he was defiant until his final breath. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was great, bro. Well, that's all we got today for Table Talk, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed us reminiscing about Chadwick Boseman, about Black Panther, 42, and all the movies, his life, his endeavors, everything that he's done. Well, we've tried to cover as much as we could in about an hour or so. Um, let's talk about Jacob. Where can people find you if they want to talk to you about Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, comic book stuff, or even just your podcast? Um, they can find me on Pop Culture Fanatics right now. I'm usually uh, pretty – I've actually been pretty more, uh, more active on there, trying to respond, trying to get you know everything going, trying to have more conversations. So, yeah, find me hanging around. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> what about you, Jay? <laughs> yeah, so short and sweet. I don't think I could beat that. Um, yeah, uh, you can find me <laughs> – 
<laughs> that was great. Um, you can find me as well on Pop Culture Fanatic. You know, we're out there as well, interacting, talking everything geek culture. So, you know, hit us up there and have fun, interact with us. Um, yeah, uh, if you guys like wrestling, you know, uh, Val and I love wrestling. So, we talk wrestling on the EWA podcast. Hit us up. That's on everything. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Also, um, I'm trying to breeze through this because, bro, Jake just did a phenomenal job. Like, <laughs> once you, what's that, two hit quitter. As I'm talking, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, like, yo, bro, you're going on for so long. But yeah, I'm trying to wrap it up quick. Um, MMA, you're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> MMA, if you guys like MMA, check out the Kimura Chronicles. That has a Facebook, Instagram, and a Twitter as well. And that podcast is everywhere. Video games as well. You know, Val jumps on that. Jake jumps on that. Uh, Switch Gaming Podcast. Check us out, hit us out there, you know. And yeah, where can they find you at, Val? Uh, they can find me here at Pop Culture Fanatics, which is on all podcast networks from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Anchor, which we're recording on right now. Um, with you as well, too, of Elite Wrestling Audio and the Comorical uh, Comorical Chronicles. <laughs> we're live, pal. The <laughs> <laughs> um, Chronicles, Straight Talk for MMA, which is on all podcast networks. Um, since Jake's not going to plug it, I'll plug it. You can find us sometimes on Anxiety and I, which we talk about things from politics all the way down to music. Um, so please download mm-hmm. that when you guys get a chance, because it's interesting conversations as well too mm-hmm. um like like jay says well too um black switch gaming as well too where we talk about games and um we're a little bit of everywhere man you can find me on the twitter at uncanny underscore v and uh the uh instagram at the uh, val cisco guys Ooh, give, give, out, give, give out your 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 instagram handles because people want to talk to you what is your instagram <laughs> handle jay uh you can find me at underscore j rants that's my handle and my twitter is um Feels underscore what about you jacob <laughs> The reason why I never give up my Instagram is like, <laughs> Yo, he's on fire right now with the plug. He's so hot. <laughs> he's so hot. <laughs> Go ahead. Enlighten us. <laughs> Bro, legit, I can never remember my damn Instagram <laughs> handle. So, because <laughs> because it's like cryptic and shit, like, it, you know, I made it like how many years ago? And yeah, and so, like, if I try to say it, people are going to be like, huh? <laughs> like, they're okay. going to have to it's rewind good. it every time to be like, okay, I think he said six. And was that an X? A, a underscore? Like, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting like, I'm getting, I'm looking at it right now. I'm getting like six vampire heart something. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bro, it's amazing. <laughs> you obviously the, you see the triple sixes in there. You're in a dark stage in your life. <laughs> no, on the cool, fun little story, I actually had someone stop talking to me like for potential dating because they saw what they're like, hey, can I find you on Instagram? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I gave them they're like, so what does this mean? Like, what do you mean what it means? It's it's like it's, it's a song. Oh. So what does it mean? Like, and I never heard from them again. <laughs> it's okay if you want to go down the rabbit hole about what, like four years ago or three years ago, I was trying to get to know somebody as well too, and I thought it was super safe. Like she was an Indian chick. I was like rock and roll. 
there's no problem here. And then she was like, what's your political alignment? I was like, what the fuck? Why? She's like, nope, nope. I can't date a Democrat. Can't do it at all. Bye. I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? I was yeah. like, where did this come from? <laughs> what? Bro, I am so done. You guys got some weird fucking stories. <laughs> yeah. It's for another time. For right? another that's time. Another, that's yeah. another table talk. <laughs> yeah. We should jump on anxiety and I talks about those weird talks. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I appreciate both of you guys for coming on jake thank you for the idea of trying to do this as well too yes and um yeah until the next one guys we appreciate it thank you for listening in and chiming in and um until the next one thanks you guys all right later, later everybody <laughs> later later <laughs>